Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you're in a relationship, you're single, or you're heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breaths, and minds. I have now coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's episode is titled, The Myth of the One. The One. So, I wanna break down the one. I wanna break down why we're so obsessed with quote-unquote, finding the one, and even this concept of soulmates. And here I go, because this is an important one. They're all important. We are so conditioned, honestly, to think about love from this idea of, are they the one? How do I know they're the one? I found the one. And it's this hyper-romanticized, perspective of what it is to not only love someone, but to commit to someone in maybe marriage or some sort of long-term partnership. And I want to break it down so that we don't think of love in these terms anymore, because it can be quite harmful Well, first of all, what I want to say is when I hear, and look, I used to be like, you know, I found the one. This is a big part of the way that we think. But whenever I, whenever someone tells me, you know, I'm looking for the one, how do I know if this person is the one? And I remember years ago when I was younger, I'd say, you know, you just know. It's just something that you know. And now I have a very different response to that question, which is the one who will what? (laughs) You know, I mean, if you think that there is this one person out there and you believe in this idea of the one, or even if you intellectually don't believe that or you're starting to change your perspective around it, this runs deep. It really runs deep. I mean, we are deeply ingrained to believe this, but ask yourself, the one who will what? Is the one the one who will love us unconditionally? Is the one the one who will never leave? Is the one the one who will never disappoint us? Is the one the one who will never piss us off? Is the one the one who will never remind us of our terrible acts is the one 
the one who will never remind us of our difficult parent is the one, the one who will never change. Are they the one who will only evolve or always evolve at the exact speed that makes us feel comfortable? Is the one, the one who will never challenge us? Or is the one, the one who will challenge us at times? Is the one, the one who will once in a while remind us of our parents? Is the one, the one who will once in a while piss us off? And could it be that the one is the one who once in a while we will doubt, we will question, we will get bored with? Is the one, the one who we will have to really look at ourselves in the mirror? Will they force us to look in the mirror? Is the one, the person who will not take any of our crap? Is the one, the one who will never hurt us? Well, here's what I think when it comes to hurt. I do believe that right person, that quote unquote, the one, is the person who will never intentionally try to harm us. But, you know, I also know that when we are in deep, raw pain, and sometimes we say things we don't mean and we come off as harsh, I mean, is the one the one who we will never have a hard time with? So this is the delusion that so many of us have to overcome If what we want is a secure, loving, healthy relationship, because at the end of the day, it's managing and understanding our expectations. And we have, like I said, been deeply influenced, conditioned, trained to have this expectation that the one is the one who will never, ever leave, no matter what. Who will love us unconditionally. Who will never disappoint us. Who will always be amazing in bed. Who will never remind us of that terrible act. Who will never change, you know, in a way that makes us feel uncomfortable, but always grow and evolve at the pace in which it is comfortable for us. And we are just way too complex to have that expectation. And when we describe the one, whether we are conscious of this or not, and whether we know it could never be true intellectually or not, what we are describing is someone who's going to rescue us, who's going to love us in the way that our parent loved us at one point or love us in the way that our parent never could love us. They're going to see through all the messiness of our being and love us and be loyal to us the same way the family members are. And whereas I do think that kind of love can almost exist, most of us get away with a lot with family And we can't really do that in a romantic relationship. This episode is brought to you by Dose. Dose is a wellness shot. 
that utilizes turmeric extract, milk thistle, ginger root, and dandelion root. And it's amazing. Basically, it is really an amazing tonic that you can take every day for proper detox and your liver. It is completely organic. It has zero sugar. It has zero calories. It's non-GMO. It's vegan. The packaging is sustainable. There's free shipping on all the orders. And you can subscribe and save 15%. I like doing this because there's a lot of toxins in the world. And it's just easy to get toxic and just to like for the our livers to get sluggish. And this is just, I feel like I am taking exactly what I need to take every single day to keep my health at an optimal level. So you should know that unlike other wellness shots, Dose does not contain standard juices or powders, and it's only formulated with organic herbs. And like I said, it's vegan, it's gluten, it's dairy-free, and it has zero sugar. So think of your liver as your body's filter. It's in charge of flushing out unwanted elements and breaking down what you consume into essential nutrients. The liver is actually responsible for over 500 functions daily. And liver health can impact everything from your brain to your skin, gut health, digestion, everything in between. This is why it's so important. Dose for your liver is formulated with the ingredients that are clinically shown to support liver health, turmeric, milk thistle, dandelion, and ginger. These are the powerhouses of liver tonics for sure. So if you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering Jillian on Love listeners 15% off your first order, plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order. Go to dosedaily.com slash Jillian and use code Jillian. That's dosedaily.com slash Jillian and use code Jillian. Why do we even have this concept of the one? And this is what I find to be the most interesting thing to explore. Like, why does that even exist? And the reason why we are seduced and attached to this notion of a soulmate, this one person who's going to complete us, who's the one person that our souls were meant to meet and to be with. The reason why this myth exists is because everyone's unconscious seeks oneness. And all of us, we as human beings, suffer greatly when we believe we are separate and alone. We suffer when we feel disconnected, when we feel disconnected from ourselves, when we feel disconnected from others, when we feel disconnected from truth. That's when we start to feel fragmented. We start to feel broken. And it's in that fragmentation and in that feeling of brokenness that we experience deep, raw suffering. And so our unconscious is always looking to feel at one with ourselves, at one with nature, at one with a higher power of some sort, at one with another person, a community. Because 
to feel oneness, to feel complete connectedness and connection, to feel the exact opposite of disconnect, fragmentation, is to feel and experience the deepest love imaginable. Think about the times, even if they were brief moments, where you have felt totally alive. And that aliveness could have been a very energetic aliveness, like you may feel like when you're listening to certain music or connecting with friends, or it could feel like an aliveness that's very peaceful and calm. But either way, it's that feeling of everything is okay. That feeling of being so in our bodies and not in our heads. We're not overthinking anything. We're not analyzing everything. We just feel connected. Think of those times. It, for you, it could have been at a concert. For you, it could have been you know, some sort of community building thing. For you, it could have been with another person. For you, it could have been moments when you're in, in nature or with your pet or with another person. That is the feeling of oneness. And that feeling is the feeling that we are all in search of. I believe that this idea, this pursuit of happiness is really the pursuit of feeling at one with ourselves and with our surroundings so that we don't feel fragmented and stressed and broken. And when we do have those moments of aliveness, of the peace of knowing that everything is okay. We are in the present moment, entirely in that moment. We see the world through the filter of positivity. And what we experience in that moment is deep bliss. What we experience in that moment is love. And there's no hate that can exist in that moment. It's only gratitude. It's only the present moment. So the quote unquote one, when we refer to a romantic partner, is the physical representation of the pure love and bliss and feeling of aliveness that we seek. I'll say that again. The one is the physical representation or the physical metaphor of the pure love that our unconscious is always seeking. The one is that person who we feel at one with. In other words, it is believed that with this person, we will experience oneness. And I think that's truly why any one of us wants a relationship is to magnify positive emotion. It's to feel more alive because we are pack animals and we are designed for connection. Isolation is deadly for our mental health and our well-being. And we want to feel that bliss. And we think in a relationship, if we're with the right person, we will then have that experience of oneness we will have that experience of what it feels like to walk through nature. And the truth is, falling in love with someone 
is the actual experience of being one with another person. And that's why it's so blissful. Because the falling in love stage, before, you know, our stuff comes up, before life's difficulties smack us upside the head, before, you know, stuff starts to happen, the reason why we're so enamored by the beginning stages of love with someone is because we're experiencing oneness. But the delusion, the great and probably one of the biggest delusions is that we think that other person is what is giving us that feeling of oneness. When really, it's who we are when we're with that person and who they are when they're with us. Being on our best behavior, being open-minded, non-judgmental. And the myth of the one is that there is just one person who will fill all the fragmented parts of ourselves, who will reorganize the broken pieces of ourselves into a perfectly form-fitting puzzle. The myth of the one is that there's this one person who will complete us, who will help us solve our inner fragmentation. But this is, the, like I said, the delusion, the total misconception that I believe is responsible for so many failed relationships. No one in this world exists to complete us. Oneness is a state of being, a state of aliveness, like I said, a state of peace, that another person cannot give us long term. That deep, blissful, pure love we feel when we are falling in love is simply a reminder of the magnitude of emotion we are all capable of experiencing with or without this person. And I'm not here to say that there's many other experiences that echo the experience of falling in love. No, it is uniquely incredible. But part of what makes it so incredible is because of all our hormones firing and pheromones and we're getting swept away and it's all new and the novelty and most of us are walking around feeling very stressed and bored in our lives. And then this person comes into our lives and we've started this new adventure and we have sex and touch and physical touch and connection. So it's really a magnification of emotion. It's a metaphor for hope, but it's not something that lasts long term. We have to work on it lasting. We have to work on it returning. And the sooner that we reject this false conditioning, that there's only one person who will complete us, the more we have a chance of a relationship that actually, truly, paradoxically fulfills us. The more we reject this false conditioning, the more paradoxically we have a chance of building a soulmate relationship with someone. You know, I really believe that there isn't just one person, that we choose who the one will be. And 
someone could be the one for a certain stage of our lives. Like who's to say that your first love, maybe your first love was when you were 17 years old. I don't know. Who's to say that was not a soulmate? Who's to say that wasn't the one for that stage of your life? You know, life as fast as it goes is long and we will go through many, many different phases and stages and evolutions. And at some point we have to actually choose who that one will be. And when you do choose, you'll have to make that choice many, many times throughout your relationship because that person will sometimes disappoint you. That person will sometimes remind you of an ex. That person will be the person who you project all of your BS onto and vice versa. That doesn't mean that it's toxic and nor should it be, but you're still, even with the right person, you're still going to have to face yourself. You're still going to have to face your demons. It takes work to make a soulmate relationship or any relationship work. We have to work hard to not behave like a child when we're triggered. We have to work hard to be accountable when we want to blame. We have to work hard to not let our stress overwhelm us all the time. We have our responsibility and work to do whenever we enter a relationship. And we have to be mindful creatures of when we are not in a state of oneness and when we're feeling fragmented to look within and to do what it takes to feel that sense of oneness again. This episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. So let's talk fertility. The traditional guidance with fertility has been just wait and see. But we now have the tools to help us plan for and track everything in our lives from wellness to finances to careers to school. So why is fertility still a wait and see? Did you know that one out of eight couples struggle with infertility? Seriously, that's a pretty big statistic that most people don't know or aren't ready to talk about. But we need good data and information about our bodies in order to have informed conversations with our doctors and with our partners and make the best decisions for ourselves and for our futures. We are supposed to go to an OBGYN once a year for our annual checkups, but checking in with our fertility isn't usually a thing until we're ready for kids and until it's like we're already struggling to get pregnant. Knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a child, but for many women, their fertility still is a big question mark. That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels like your ovarian reserve and other important factors that can impact your fertility. Traditional home testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Jillian, 
you can get $20 off your test. Plus, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA HSA. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Jillian. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Jillian. Modernfertility.com slash Jillian. There's a writer, Heidi Preeb, and she was known for an incredible quote, which is, to love someone long-term is to attend a thousand funerals of the person they used to be. We are always changing, but we're not always changing at the speed or frequency or quality that is necessarily comfortable for the person who we're in a relationship with. You see, this idea of the one, this idea that someone else will come into our lives and give us that experience of oneness and be able to consistently give to us that experience of oneness over and over again, day in and day out over the months and years is a lie because love truly is a verb. Love is a practice. It's an intentional practice. It's a daily ritual. And it is very specifically a practice of remembering they are an autonomous being. It's a practice where we have to consistently ward off insidious thoughts that try to convince us that the other person is bad or wrong or not good enough. It's a ritual and a practice of self-awareness that includes our projections. It's a practice of seeing our partner as a gift, not a given. Loving someone means that we have to routinely break the law of familiarity and start seeing them through the filter of the eyes that we had when we first met them. You see, if we want to continue to feel at one with this person, because that's really what it is. The one is the one who we feel at one with but it's not them so much as it is us. If we want to continue to feel at one, we have to do love. Doing love is the quote unquote work in a relationship. It's learning how to keep returning to love when we have strayed from it, when we've let our fear overwhelm us, when we have let our nasty patterns get in the way, when we've let our expectations get too high and unrealistic, when we've lost our way to ourselves and we stop showing up in an authentic way in the relationship. So we have to keep doing love in order for that one person to continue to be the one. One of the rudest awakenings we will experience in a relationship is and this is, I think, where people struggle the most is that transition from falling in love, where everything is bliss, where you feel like you've found the one, that one person, right, who's going to 
fix all the fragmentation inside of you. And then one day you wake up and you're like, my problems are still here. I feel fragmented again. I feel incomplete again. And this is when people start to panic and think maybe they're with the wrong person or they start to get resentful. This is how we subconsciously rely on others to make us happy. The unconscious reliance on a romantic partner to make us happy is based on our conditioning that there is one person who can fix the voids that live inside of us. And when we are aware of our fragmentation again, we get crushed. Our shoulders get crushed by the weight of our failed expectations. But the reality is, is that another flawed human being cannot meet all of our needs all the time. They cannot put all the pieces back together for us. They can help us. They can love us through the process of us trying to heal ourselves. And their love can add to our healing and add to the picking up of our broken pieces. But they can't do it for us. And I am telling you, after doing this 10 years, and after even working with people in their relationship with themselves for over 20 years, I can tell you without fail, this is what usually leads to the dissolution of relationships. It's being so addicted to that falling in love stage, which by the way, I get it's super addictive. Why? Because we're experiencing oneness, which is really like the ultimate pursuit of our unconscious. And all these expectations for this other person to continue to be the one for us. This is not conscious. Many of you will be thinking, yes, I know this, but it lives inside of us. I'm telling you, we are so deeply brainwashed into believing this. This episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Do you realize that you probably have a lot of subscriptions <laughs> that you forgot about? Or have you ever paid twice and actually didn't realize it? The thing about Rocket Money is that it actually cancels subscriptions for you that would otherwise be tricky or time consuming or just tricky because like you have to remember it. So do you struggle to save money every month? Because with Rocket Money, you can quickly identify all of those sneaky subscriptions, so genius, that keep charging you month after month and cancel any you no longer use. It's such an easy way to start saving money and to stop wasting money. Because did you know that over 80% of people have subscriptions they've completely forgotten about? I'm probably most definitely. In fact, I am one of those 80%. It's too easy to subscribe to a free trial of something and then completely forget that once you stop using it, right as the monthly charges start rolling in. And that's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. It's unbelievable. 
So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash on love. That's rocketmoney.com slash on love. Rocketmoney.com slash on love. This episode is sponsored by AG1. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better energy, better digestion, and just an easy way to give my body exactly what it needs for honestly like optimal energy and performance and health. So I drink AG1 in the morning. I do it before I start my day and it makes me feel great. And I have really noticed a difference since I've been drinking AG1. What I have noticed is that I am more focused. My digestion is better. And most importantly, I have more energy throughout the day. So why take a bunch of things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? I personally hate taking a bunch of supplements. I always forget to take them. I find them hard to digest. Every scoop of AG1 is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and high quality whole food source ingredients that boost my energy, improve my mood, and bonus, even give me healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. And AG1 is delivered to me every month. So it's super easy to make into a daily habit. And that's crucial. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Jillian on love. That's drinkag1.com slash Jillian on love. Check it out. You know, usually with our friends, with our closest friends, we are giving each other so much grace. We're not giving each other grace to treat each other badly, but we're not expecting perfection in each other. And we're really accepting people for who they are and we're having each other's backs. I think in order to build that kind of relationship, the friendship part that takes time, it takes trust. It takes a foundation of safety and trust. And that takes time to build. At the end of the day, it's being able to say, I trust in your moral compass. I trust your morality. I trust your intention. I trust that even when you make mistakes, that you are a good person and that you have my best interest at heart. You don't think just about your best interest. My best interest is as important to you as your own and vice versa. And I think that's really what it boils down to. And so, yeah, you might have fights about the dishes and yes, you might get annoyed at each other and you might get stressed and you might just, you know, go through a dry spell sexually, or you might, you know, have some problems that you have to work through. But at the end of the day, you just know that this person, that you both have each other's backs on a very deeply profound level. And like I said, you respect each other's moral compass, you trust it, and that you know that your needs are as important to them as their own and vice versa, and that you guys are a unit. And if one person 
is starting to really falter, like the unit falls apart. And so you're committed to the unit. And you might say, oh God, I want that so badly. Well, you got to create it. I mean, as corny as it sounds, it's almost it's like, you are the one, you're the one who can do this for yourself. You're the one who will allow for that person to come into your life or not. You're the one who has to keep on practicing loving. But, you know, that being said, there are definitely those who are going to be right for you and those who are not going to be right for you. And so my wish, my hope for everyone listening to this is that you choose who that one will be. You choose someone who gets you and who accepts you in all their flaws. At the end of the day, may you never have to, you know, take off that purple shirt and suppress who you are. That is the greatest gift, is to really accept each other for who we are. And to love the person that we are becoming, to embrace the change that we see in each other, and to not force each other to evolve faster than what is comfortable. So much of choosing the one, finding the one. I don't think that there is an endless amount of ones out there, but you know, the few ones who could really actually come into your life and elevate it and you elevate it for them and they can really hold your hand in the dark and you hold their hand back in the dark. There's likely more than one person out there who could do that. And, you know, my hope is just that when you do find someone who is not shaming you for whatever fragmentation you feel within, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, honestly, that's what it's all about. And so I hope this helps. And I hope that when you are sad, maybe if you're single and you're sad and you're looking for the one, you need to try to find that experience within. I know there is nothing that compares to the beginning stages of falling in love with someone, but there is also something really beautiful about being able to access that within ourselves. And there's also something really beautiful about the saying, I love you to someone after you've been through some hard times together and knowing that I love you carries a meaning with, to it that is very different than the honeymoon stage of I love you and in many ways, much more meaningful. So always remember that the road to relationship hell is paved with charming people who haven't worked on themselves, have very little self-awareness, and believe that love is just a feeling and not a practice. Anyway, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> I'd love to hear what you thought of this and this resonated with you. I want you to feel totally welcome to email us at hello at jillianonlove.com. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you. Any questions that you have, any feedback about this, any breakthroughs that you may have had, please do not hesitate to reach out. 
And if you know someone who could benefit from this, please do not hesitate to share this episode because you just never know whose life you could be changing and altering and impacting just by hitting send and share. And it helps us. So once again, I thank you for listening and until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Shin Yin Hu. Editing and music by Will Tendy. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.